Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey folks, football is back and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all of the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available everywhere online head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action remember to use our promo code believe to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts welcome into lock it in with cam rogers i have rachel dory on the program right now data analyst Smartest person in betting. Oh my goodness, she has a resume. Hockey news writer, host on Stadium. She works for BetMGM as well. Rachel, great to have you on the show here. Yeah, it's great to be on. Happy we were uh, finally able to connect. We're just kind of buzzing around the betting world and, and winning bets, and now we get to collab. I love it. We're going to make people some money courtesy of you, Rachel. First of all, just your overall vibe right now with Hockey Now here. Oh, I'm I'm so happy. It's the best time of the year. You got the baseball playoffs. You got football in full swing. Hockey's getting into full swing. NBA is about to come in. It's my favorite time of the year, um, apart from like April where there's like playoffs and the Masters and stuff like that. But overall vibe, I'm super excited. It's going to be a really interesting hockey season. And so I think there's a lot of storylines, um, betting and kind of just generally speaking, that'll be fun to follow. You know your audience when you say the Masters. Big golf guy over here. Excited for that in 2024. I do want to ask you about the Bruins. This wasn't on the list of questions, but like I'm from New Hampshire. I'm not a fan, but I know a lot of people, of course, who are fans of the Bruins. And first of all, your reaction to last season and what they did in the regular season and then didn't do in the playoffs and then your prognostication for them here this year. Yeah, so I think Boston kind of overperformed to what they actually were. A lot of people kind of in the betting sphere, especially in hockey, who have models, did not have the Bruins winning the President's Trophy. In fact, a lot of people had the Bruins kind of falling off a little bit. And so last year was kind of a surprise. Um, Now, having said that, I thought they were the better team against Florida. A lot of people did. Mm. They just got like two key crucial errors and it ended up costing them the series. It's super unfortunate. Um, And then obviously losing a generational kind of two-way center and Patrice Bergeron is widely considered like the right. best two-way center to ever play. Um, and then you lose David Krejci kind of completely deplete your depth up the middle. So for this season, I think they're going to have some issues. I don't think that they're going to finish top of the division. I think they're kind of going to be in that fight for like the third spot, maybe even the wild card, depending on injuries. Um, the thing with Boston is if they get in the playoffs, they're dangerous because it's Boston, right? It's a hostile kind of environment. Nobody likes to play there. And you have guys like David Pasternak, Charlie McAvoy, like they're difference makers. And so I think Boston is going to take a step back this year, but I don't think it's going to be a fallout type of scenario. Very logical to think that regression is going to happen considering the historic run that they had in the regular season last year. All right, Rachel, let's talk about 
Hockey betting in general, I dipped my toes in last night. I'm seeing like minus 310, minus 230, and a lot of the trends favor them. So it's like, okay, you have to bet it. But let's just take a step back here. Macro perspective, key strategies when we are betting on hockey, what are they? Yeah, so when you're betting on hockey, hockey is one of those sports where there's a luck and skill. There's a luck skill kind of um, continuum. Hockey is a lot more luck than it is skill. It's not like a basketball or a football. Um, and so with hockey, a lot of value is on the underdogs. If you win four out of 10 bets, but they're all underdogs, you're going to make more money than if you won six out of 10 favorites because the three or four favorites that you lose are going to end up losing a lot of juice. There's a lot of cake on those. And so the strategy is to find value in hockey. And so generally speaking, I prefer to do that. There are some times where people are like, what are your best bets? What's most likely to happen? I don't really like doing that because things are so volatile in hockey that um, anything can really happen. You can have a lottery team beat a, a contending team on any given night. That's kind of the parody of the game. And so I think from a strategy perspective, you want to be looking for value. You need to be paying attention to injuries. You need to be paying attention to how a team is playing because momentum is a huge thing in hockey. And so what I would encourage is um, find a model. I've got one I post every day that um, you trust and look for value as opposed to what's most likely to happen. Almost seems like it's kind of a baseball-y vibe, right? Because during the MLB season, you've got like the Braves at minus 250, Rachel, and then they lose. It's just like... You can get that in hockey too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, last night, Boston was minus 310, right? Amazing. And, and you, <laughs> you took them. I had them at minus one and a half because like 310 is way too much cake for me to trust any hockey team. Like that's an automatic bet on the underdog for me. Yeah. Um, and so you look at that and you say, okay, like what can I do? And you got to find lines and you have to kind of look under the hood, I guess. Um, because in hockey, you can get like there's a couple of games tonight that are minus 245 New Jersey and Vegas. And it's like, OK, there's absolutely no value. There's not really even any value on a parlay of those two teams, but it's most likely to happen. So if you're OK giving up that juice, then you can parlay those teams. But you have to understand that there is no value on that. The question is, is the juice worth the squeeze? I'm looking at the Rangers, Devils, Stars, and Blue Jackets tonight. They're all heavy favorites. Some are kind of moderately favorites, like the Rangers, I think, are minus 130 or something like that. But, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens as the season goes on. Although, I will say, a lot of interesting systems in the early going, like opening night systems and all that, which is very interesting. Let's talk about money line versus the puck line, of course. You get the same thing with baseball, the run line, minus one and a half you can do that here with hockey as well are you a puck line kind of person i am not a puck line person okay i am only a puck line person and if the value is there so last night for example boston was playing chicago the value is there on the puck line because minus 310 is just way too much juice but minus 120 on the puck line like that's something i can get on board with and so you look at it in hockey if you're gonna win by one that includes like overtime in the shootout. You can't win a, a puck line there. Right. But if you think that the team's going to win in regulation, odds are if it's a really good team, they're going to score an empty net goal. So then you might want to go with one and a half. So it's one of those things where, again, it's all about kind of finding value. And so sometimes there is value on the puck line, be it plus one and a half or minus one and a half. But a lot of times there isn't. And it's because hockey is such a random chance game that sometimes like a weird bounce 
can result in a goal that screws up your puck line. And so I always oh, like yeah. to go money line inclusive of overtime in the shootout because then you're betting on the result of the game as opposed to the spread, which can always be dangerous in hockey. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do a puck line at all. Although it's a great point as far as the empty nets are concerned. Somebody brought that up on my TikTok as well amid all the insults that are coming my way. Keep them coming, people. I love it. Keep them coming. <laughs> oh my God, it's great content. All right. Top piece of advice for new hockey bettors. What's like the one thing people need to know? That hockey officiating is just as bad as football and basketball, arguably worse. Um, mm. I'm somebody who watches all those sports and hockey is extremely um, dependent. Like they, they, there are no rules. Sometimes it's anarchy. So if you are betting on a game, be prepared that you might lose a bet because a penalty wasn't called on a crucial play or a penalty was called when it shouldn't have been. Um, and so this is why I talk about finding value. There are so many random happens that that just occur in in any given game. And so if you're going to use any strategy, use the value strategy, find the value because over the long haul, that is what's going to make you the most money. It's what's made me the most money and even piloting other strategies. Like it's just, it's not even close. So I think there's a ton of value there. And if you're really into doing your research, there's a ton of value to be found on player props. There you go. All right, folks, you're about to get rich courtesy of Rachel. All right, I'll put you on the spot here. Who's winning the cup this season? Oh, geez. Um, futures. We're talking futures now. Futures. Man, it's going to be tough to say after what happened in their opening game, but I'm going to go with the Oilers. Um, okay. I think the Canadian curse kind of, if, if they, I mean, I said last night that I thought Dallas would make the cup final. I'm just not convinced that they're more likely to win the cup. I think if Edmonton gets to the cup final, they're going to win the cup. So it's, it's more about Edmonton getting there. Um, so if you had gone to my head, I'm taking the Oilers. All right. Check the lines folks at your favorite sports book. There you go. All right, Rachel, let's talk some best bets. Let's talk some football. One of my favorite sports, of course. And we've got an interesting slate of NFL games here this week. I assume you've got some best bets for us. I, of course I've got some best bets. Naturally. For you. I, what else would I be good for? Um, I genuinely like the line. There's some games this week that are super interesting. Um, and instead of like game lines, I'm a huge player prop girly. So Perfect. I never like, talk about props. So let's go. There you go. Right. This is why I'm here. Uh, Travis Kelsey against the Denver Broncos seems like a match made in heaven for me over his receiving line over his reception. Six and a half Travis Kelsey TD. Love that. Um, and then I actually have another one that I love. It's Isaiah Pacheco okay. um, over, I believe the line's 14 and a half after I looked this morning, receiving yards. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to look to kind of dump it off to him and let him run. He's a super athletic, super kind of um, new age running back, similar to B. John Robinson in Atlanta. So I like his receiving yards. So there's four props right off the bat for you there in the Thursday nighter. I absolutely love them. All right. Thursday night football, Denver and Kansas City. The Chiefs have beaten the Broncos 15 straight times. Which yeah, it's going to be pretty 16. wild. It's going to be 16. I think the money line's like what? Minus 550, which is kind of generous for the Broncos, to be frank with you. I All was right. going to say, there might be value on Kansas City. On I know. Line, and that's I mean, shocking. What was I like? A sophomore in college the last time the freaking Chiefs lost to the Broncos? So there's some history for you. 
Uh, okay, so we've got some props. Anything else here for Sunday? Um, yeah, you know what? I like, so we've got Minnesota, Chicago, right? And there's okay. no Justin Jefferson. Um, there's a couple props in that game that I really like. TJ Hawkinson has kind of been Kirk Cousins' go-to when Justin Jefferson has either been avail- like unavailable or you can't get the ball to him. So I like TJ Hawkinson. Right now his line's 51 and a half. I think if Minnesota is to win, they're going to have to depend on both KJ Osborne and TJ Hawkinson a lot. I think you look at that, there's there's room there. Obviously the Bears defense is not fantastic. So look at TJ Hawkinson to get more looks, especially in the red zone. He's a guy that Kirk Cousins likes to target. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see him go over his number. I think when you look at the other side of it, Justin Fields, like the Minnesota defense is no better than the Chicago Bears defense. Right, they stink. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're terrible. And Justin Fields, the last two weeks, has really shown that like he could do some cool stuff. So I like DJ Moore again. I mean, I cleaned up last week. I had Pride him of Maryland. Yeah, I had him at 125 yards and two TDs just as like a fun little lotto, and it somehow ended up hitting. So I'm going back to the well. I'm taking my DJ Moore TD prop. I'm also taking Justin Fields over 49 and a half rushing yards. I don't know if you can figure this out, but I love this game for props. I think there's a ton of value. Yeah, everywhere around the board. And the problem you have is like some of the other games, there isn't a ton of value. So when I find a game that I think kind of has some uneven matchups, I just like key in on it, go deep into the numbers and find some props and did it with Casey and Denver. I'm doing it with Chicago and Minnesota. I really like those lines. And then I would say picking a game line without Anthony Richardson, which, I mean, I think he's kind of in some trouble here. Um, the Colts yeah. are going to be having – they're having Gardner Minshew um, at quarterback. Revenge That's a step game. down. Yeah, there's there's – there's a step down there from Anthony Richardson. The Jaguars are coming back. You saw what the London trip did to them last year. It galvanized them coming back with two wins and like two statement wins, especially against the bills. Even though travel is not really on their side. I like them to cover minus four against the Colts. I think that you look at kind of how everything lines up. They're coming in with momentum. They're feeling really good about themselves. Zay flowers looks incredible. Trevor Lawrence looks like he's found his way. I really like them to to cover their number against the Colts without Anthony Richardson. Okay. Yep. Gardner Minshew at the quarterback position. Now, if you listen to the show earlier this week, you guys know I'm on the Colts plus the four. So, Rachel, we've got a competition going on right now ahead of Sunday, and we'll see what happens. The Jaguars are kind of bizarre. Like, they struggle at home against the Colts. Yeah, it's like weird. You know, riddle me that one. So Exactly. And, like, I have – my model has this at, like, 4.7 – there's not okay. a lot of value there, but when you look at how, when the Jaguars came back from London last year, like they were fantastic pretty much. And they rode that wave all the way into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of look at it, they've got an even bigger win against the bills where they make a statement. Now they're playing a team that's like coming off, losing their quarterback. And I mean, that's, that's sort of an issue, right? So I think they're kind of in a good spot, but I think the Colts are, sort of an interesting team. Like I had them as my dog of the week last week. God bless them. Um, and I just think that they might be hitting a, a wave here. And that's that's a problem. Market could be overvalued on the Colts right now. We shall see. By the way, where you are right now, are you a de facto Bills fan? Where are you at in football? I am a fan of whatever team I bet on. Okay. So Go sports. I, yeah, exactly. Go sports. 
Um, I find it's a lot more enjoyable to just like bet on the games and be able to watch red zone rather than having to key in on a certain game kind of thing. My favorite players retired. So I don't Who would really, that be, Tom? um, I actually, I like Tom and Peyton. Okay. Um, Peyton Manning is one of my favorite. I actually have a Peyton Manning Jersey. It's the only football, um, sort of Jersey I have. So yeah, I love and I love the Manning cast. Like I think that that's just kind of like the best. He thing is clever right and witty. Now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like the between like learning how to call plays and like talking about pushing people's butts and like Peyton just getting so angry at the New York Giants. It's just so funny. So yeah, I I don't really have a team. I enjoy just kind of cheering for storylines. Um, and it's it's kind of fun. Awesome. Fantastic. You know what? The thing with Peyton too is when I see him on a commercial, I'm not like, oh my God, here we go again, because he's actually funny. Patrick Mahomes, what is he doing on a State Farm commercial every five seconds? He's not even that funny at all. Yeah, no. Stick stick to football, Patrick. Ugh. You you got like Super Bowls and to win and touchdowns to throw. Peyton, on the other hand, like it just appointment television every oh, Manning yeah. cast. If I can't get the channel, I'm like finding a stream or whatever the case may be, because it's just so funny and it's a great way to watch a football game. I find that I learn a lot listening to Peyton and Eli talk about just football in general, how to call plays. What are you thinking? Um, how to manage your timeouts, how to talk about a hurry up offense. Like you learn so much because their football knowledge is just like off the charts. And I think that one time when they had Brady on the three of them going back and forth oh talking God. about football, it yeah. was information overload i was like uh, 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 what's happening the lingo so the verbiage yeah it's amazing. exactly i need them He's... to have bill belichick on one time oh grumpy just... yeah he'll be entertaining oh my god i just need the sass especially when you think about the fact that the colts and the patriots tom brady with the angle like bill belichick peyton manning had this rivalry because their teams had this massive rivalry. I think it would be so entertaining and maybe they'd get Bill to like lighten up. I don't know. That's asking well, a lot, actually. You know, <laughs> when you get Bill in those settings, he's actually better as far as opening up and having a conversation. When you're talking to him right after a 34 to nothing loss, you're not going to get much out of him. And he never really talks to the media in those press conferences. But when he's, you know, unbuttoned a little bit, maybe doing a documentary, something like that, he's a little bit better. So, yeah. Let's make it happen on the Manning cast. Bill Belichick, Rachel Dory joining Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Rachel, it's been a pleasure. Really good insight. Let's do it again soon. Yes, let's absolutely do it again soon. Thanks for having me, Cam. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.